Growing Up with a growing understanding speech pathology. Conversations about children's development that will support you through your parenting journey. Welcome back to Growing Up with a Growing Understanding Speech Pathology. Today I am joined by Asha Morrison, who is a clinical psychologist and director at Family Psychology Clinic. Asha and I talk about that journey of parenting and we also share some ways to connect with your own children in order to help them to be able to grow and to establish some of their own memories in the future. Thanks so much for coming in today, Asha. Thanks for having me, Lauren. It's nice to be here. So today we're touching on all things around helping children to grow up. What do you do in your role as a psychologist to help children to grow? Yeah, great question. Well, something that I know from my experience as a psychologist, but also my experience as a dad with four young children, is that parenting can be a tough gig. And it's very hard sometimes to have any idea about what you're meant to be doing. They're not born with manuals attached, and each child would need its own manual anyway. And so raising kids is complicated. It's a lot of fun, and it's a great joy, but it's complicated. So sometimes it's good to have a bit of help and to be able to brainstorm ideas and draw from a field that works a lot in that area in order to get a bit of guidance. So that's what we do. We help out parents with a bit of guidance and how to manage some tricky things that pop up with kids. Yeah. Mm. What are some of the common things that come up that you know people refer to your practice for? Yes, all different things. And sometimes what initially you might come in for turns out to not be the main thing you end up working on. That's the way kids and families can go. But a lot of the common things we look at are just just a lot of behavioural challenges that kids might have. So, you know, kids don't tend to just do what we want them to do all the time and that can be frustrating. But a lot of uh, work too on anxiety, anger, managing big feelings is is something that I think a lot of kids find hard and grown-ups too. And also supporting children with more complex diagnoses like autism as well. That's one of the episodes that that I did previously was talking about behaviour as communication and Mm. yeah, communication as behaviour. And so when you're touching on some of the behavioural side of things, it's certainly something that both psychologists and speech pathologists see is how to support children with some of those big behaviours and those big emotions. Absolutely. And it's a great point because I think sometimes we can generalise all behaviour is it must all have the the one cause behind it or the one thing behind it. But, you know, something like aggression can be a manifestation of a range of different things. So the analogy we like to use and that is used um, commonly is that of an iceberg. And we're always trying to work out what's underneath the iceberg that's contributing to the behaviour that we're seeing. Yeah. Did you always want to be a psychologist? It depends how far back you want to go. I wanted to be a circus clown at one point, but... (laughs) and probably a superhero at another. Certainly for most of my adult life, absolutely. I've always had a passion for working with young people and with families. I just think families, when they're working well, are such a joy, not just to themselves, but to the world around them. And and similarly, when it's tough, it's really tough. And so to be able to help people in that space is something that I'm very passionate about and have been for a while. Mm, yeah, I love that. We want to know who you'd like to hear from or what topics you would like us to discuss so we can continue to grow together. Reach out via email to growingup at agrowingunderstanding.com.au. 
so you're a busy man, you know, working and, you know, four children. Mm. Um, have you got a parenting tip or a parenting hack that you, you find has been helpful for you? Yes. Well, there's there's probably a few of them. But um, in thinking about this question, probably something that I encourage a lot of families to do and that I've found helpful as a dad is to think about what it is to have a, a vision or a dream or an idea about what it is you want family life to look like. Something I've noticed in our culture and in our moment is that we can struggle a bit with just busyness and getting into something that's a bit like reactive parenting and reactive family life. And I think one of the best things families can do is to take some pause regularly to evaluate what they want this season to look like. It doesn't mean you're always going to get there, but if you've got some sort of an idea of what it is you want it to look like, then sometimes you find yourself making some progress along those lines. So, A big part of that that I encourage families in when we look at what we want family life to look like is that we want it to be enjoyable and to keep that focus in our mind and to think about what an enjoyable family life might look like, I think is really important and often something we don't take enough time to do. Mm, I really like that. I've been trying to do a lot of that with my own family this year. We've been doing a lot about goal setting, our own personal goals and sharing that amongst each other. And my children have said that their goal for the family this year has been, or for next year, to not do any after school care. So that was their big goal. That's what they wanted their life to look like was that they didn't have to do any after school care and they were picked up so that that way they could, you know, do their ex extracurricular activities mm-hmm. or their homework or just even to be at home. So, I think having that vision and asking your children what Absolutely. they would like that vision yeah. to look like as well is really mm. nice to be able to do. Mm. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. Do you find that in your role as a parent that you reflect upon your own childhood and how you were brought up and what yeah family life looked like for you in yeah and how you raise your children and help your children to grow up absolutely i think a lot of our default positions as parents comes back to our own experience growing up and i think one of the best things we can do as as a parent in considering all those things is just to take time to be reflective because there are both good elements from that and things that maybe we want to leave behind as well but certainly i am very grateful for the parenting that i received and i think a lot of the things this is what i find encouraging about psychology a lot of the things that my parents did that were really wonderful now you can see the support in the science of psychology and there's reasons why those things work so i feel like psychology is almost like a bit of a filter a lot of the common sense things and great things that parents have been doing for generations are actually validated by science and also too new and exciting things are added to it it's a good filter and a good lens for things and yeah helps me to appreciate some of the work that my parents did i think the other thing too if i could add to that i think just becoming a parent makes you appreciate your parents too doesn't it because (laughs) you just think the fact that you got me through alive and in one piece hats off to you it's a hard job totally i often have that conversation with my parents thinking i don't know how you did it and i don't know i'm certainly very grateful for the upbringing that i had and what my parents were putting in place for me and it it does make you start to reflect upon that and think oh how can i be starting to embed some of those things into my own Mm -hmm. parenting and things as well Mm -hmm. absolutely 
Are you concerned about your child's communication and language skills? A growing understanding speech pathology will help you and your child grow confidence and communication skills. Visit agrowingunderstanding.com.au to make an appointment today. Is there a particular memory that stands out for you as being something that was special or a favourite memory of, for you growing up? Yeah, that's a that's a good question. Well, there's lots of great memories, you know. I think family holidays are always a, a big highlight for most people when they think about their childhood. And I think that's probably something that I've looked to instill in my own family is to make space for holidays. They're really special. Good chunks of time together without much of an agenda is really wonderful. And I think when I think back to my childhood, that's probably the thing that sticks out the most to me is parents making time for me. Mm. Or it's climbing the mulberry trees with me or watching me draw or coming to watch me try and play a team sport, whatever it was, just them being around, making time. Yeah. Mm. And it's that connection, you know, and certainly holidays or time mm. allows for that opportunity to mm. connect and to enjoy each other and, mm. yeah, and to really learn about each other as well. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. For you, what are you reading at the moment, either at home or at work? What What's on the, yes. the book table? Good question. This time of the year, as we approach the, the end of the year, I tend to be a little bit fatigued with my professional readings. So I'm looking forward to some fiction. I've put in some requests for a whole bunch of classic fiction books that I've never got the time to read. So at the moment, my head's sort of thinking around fiction. <laughs> To tell you the truth, um, but um, but certainly there's been uh, plenty of wonderful uh, parenting books that that I've been reading and gleaned some stuff off. Probably some of the biggest challenges that tend to pop up recurringly in books and material for families it tends to be around managing those bigger emotions that I mentioned before around anger and fear with children and. And I think that's an area where that's I'm often finding having to give support to families. Yeah. Yeah, but I'll be taking a break from reading about that stuff and focusing on fiction in the next month. Well-earned break, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, what yeah. do your children like to read? What sorts of books do your children read? Yes, well, my children are different ages, so we've got only one who's reading fluently. The other two are starting, so I've got and the eldest. He's nearly eight. He reads fluently. He's into the Treehouse books by Andy Griffiths and Terry Denton. He also loves Tintin. And then my five-year-old twins, they're like their little readers, you know, so I think the latest one was something about a, a cat and a mat or something. <laughs> but the ones we like reading together, they love The Famous Five and they love at the moment we're reading Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. And my two-year-old, she loves Where is the Green Sheep? She loves Peepo. And what's another one that she's really enjoying at the moment? I don't know, but I know the pages are made out of cardboard. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant <laughs> idea, <yeah>. that. <laughs> I think that we've got very similar books in our household, all of our favourites and things as well. Yeah, yeah, the classics are classics for a reason. Kids love them. Mm, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Grow with us and join an active community of parents on Facebook at A Growing Understanding and Instagram, Grow Understanding. What's your experience been with working with speech pathologists and in terms of that crossover between psychology and speech pathologists in, in terms of the work that you do and that we do together? Mm. 
a lot. A lot of children with uh, developmental disorders will often be engaged with a speech therapist, so particularly children on the spectrum. So in the very younger years, it tends to be we're still working on basic communication and there's there's limitations, I guess, to the work I can do with a child in the room is struggling to communicate. So certainly leaning a lot on speech uh, therapists in that, that space. And then as they get older, and I'm thinking particularly of kids on the spectrum, a lot of work that I do ties in with work that speech uh, pathologists do in terms of teaching social communication skills. So how to have conversations, how to um, sustain friendships, how to initiate play. And so there'll often be a lot of crossover. And I try to use the same language that children are using with their speechy uh, to keep it consistent. And I've got to say too, I really enjoy doing that work. It's a lot of fun practicing those skills with kids. There's a lot of laughs and it's very enjoyable. And so if families are needing support from a psychologist, well, firstly, how will they know whether they need to see a psychologist and how do they get in touch with you and your service? Yeah, good question. Psychology is an interesting one. A lot of the things that we work with families on, the criteria is how much is it affecting your life? And so if you're um, finding that things are not enjoyable for you as a family, there is significant strain, that there is strain on the relationships, both parent and child and between caregivers, if it is impacting health, if it's impacting work, if it's impacting sleep, if any of those things are starting to suffer, that's the time to do something about it. And to see a psychologist, generally the first step is to talk to your GP. He'll generally generate a referral for you. And if your GP's stuck for names, and they shouldn't be, most good GPs will have some good names for you. The school is often a great place to to chat as well and to find out which pathways you could go down to seek some of that support out. For our service, we're just located in the middle of Newcastle in Derby Street. And uh, it's just simply just looking us up, Family Psychology Clinic getting our contact details and giving us a call and we'd be more than happy to fit you in with one of our team. Fabulous. Mm. Thank you so much for coming in and speaking with me. I'm sure our listeners got a lot out of what you said today and they'll certainly reach out if they're needing any support from, from yourself. Great. Thanks, Lauren. Thanks for having me. Thank you. If you found this podcast helpful, visit our website for resources, information and advice that will support you during your family's speech pathology journey and help your child grow.